Who are we? None of us knows, Major. We don't know who we are. We don't know where we are. Each of us woke up one moment, and here we were in the darkness. Nani? That's the question we asked ourselves. Drive the bus, bus driver. Wake up! Make you all tingly and excited. Uh-uh. Drive the bus, bus driver. Wake up! I can tell. Make you all tingly and excited. Be even funnier if she wasn't dead. Make you all tingly and excited. Have you accepted Jesus as your personal savior? Fuck off. Betty, 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 cute. Betty, 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 cute. How do you like my swimming? All right, everybody. It's 4:30. School is finally over. Time to go home, load up that pong, and watch Pokemon. Oh my god, that opening. Ooh, I am so, so, so happy that that finally got finished. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, welcome to Anime Anchor. Anime Anchor. Oh, it finally feels real. After like two episodes of me just sort of digging around, finally, finally... It feels like the show's sort of like coming into its own. It's getting comfortable. I feel like it's got the butter on the potatoes and the cheese and the little bacon bits and sour cream. It's a full meal now. It's a full meal now, my people. So sit back, like, make yourself a shitty drink. <laughs> and I guess enjoy the fucking podcast. Holy shit. Ah. Oh. Man, oh man, so I am coming from to you from, like, the sick pit. I got really, really sick this last week. Uh, I haven't been able to go to work or anything because... Uh, newsflash, I might have caught the Rona. Don't know if that's the case for sure. <laughs> All I know is I've been uh, super-duper sick. I'm not feeling too bad anymore. <laughs> But, man, I uh, was not doing too good a couple days ago. You know, fever. I'm talking uh, massive hemorrhaging headache. I'm talking throwing up, shitting myself. It was was wildly, wildly unpleasant. (laughs) And I am not about to go through that shit again. I tell you what. Serious. But man, uh, I'm still awaiting my test results so I can go back to work. And I gotta say, I'm starting to freak out over it. Not gonna lie. I'm not a big fan of this waiting and shit. It's uh, sort of driving me up a wall. You know, I, I don't like unsurety. I don't think anyone does, honestly. I, uh... I want to know what's going on next week, and, like, um, like, uh, I was going to be turning, uh, 22 this time Monday, yeah, and uh, I was just going to go out for, like, a small, quaint dinner with me and my family, you know, my grandparents, but if I got coronavirus, fucking no way that's happening, that's been put out for at least another week, and, you know, well, what are you going to do, right? Uh, if you're sick, you're sick. 
And even though I may be feeling better, I could still be carrying the virus. I could still pass on to someone else. And I want to be really, really fucking careful because of that. I don't want to get anyone sick. And it's already hard enough to try to avoid that whenever I live with three other people in a fucking apartment. <laughs> uh, I want to be safe. I want to... Because, you know, these are my friends I'm talking about. I don't want to get them sick. But how shitty would I be? I, uh, I just want to... Just want to get past this chapter of my life, go back to work, and not be broke again. That's another thing, because <laughs> I'm not working. I'm not making more money. <laughs> so, so, so uh, what I got is kind of what I got for the time being, which means I need to stop fucking ordering out for food. I know I can't really go out. I, well, I can, actually. I can go get, like, drive through, but even then I'm buying food. My parents actually offered to bring me some food, like some some groceries by, because they they love their little baby. But at the same time, I kind of feel weird for that because I'm old, you know. I'm 22 as of Monday, so I don't really want my parents to bring me groceries. I doubt I'd hear the end of it from my roommates. <laughs> like, oh, Aaron, get a little sicky wicky. Yes, for some groceries for mommy and daddy. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know if one of them did, I'd tease them, so. Ah. <laughs> the perpetual cycle of me being a shitty person has, will forever ruin my ability to live a normal, healthy adult life. And I, I, that's becoming more and more obvious every single day that I <laughs> wake up in the morning. <laughs> oh my god, what a life. It's one of those things that uh, I remember. Uh, whenever I asked my parents about uh, what it was like once they got past that teenage years and finally became what was considered a young adult, you know? Which is where I'm at now. I'm 22 now. Well, 22 as of Monday. I- I'm finally, I'm in my 20s. I I feel like, you know, that chapter has arrived for me. I'd, I'd ask him, what was that like for you? What do you do then? And, you know, for them, it was a lot of them was like, like I was in college. I met your mom. Well, in, in, in the case of my dad, he was in the military. Like, I think pretty much right out of high school, he joined the Air Force. And he ended up meeting my mom years later. Yeah, whenever they both went to Stephen F. Austin in Nacogdoches, Texas. Uh, I live in Texas. I'm not going to say where. Even if I did say where, <laughs> it's not like anyone would be able to find me. I live in a huge city. <laughs> it would be kind of like saying I live in New York City, you know? <laughs> hey, hey uh, where are you? I live in New York City. Good luck. <laughs> People are sl- like laid up in here. Like, like, uh, like Timberwood. It's ridiculous. All these freaking people, man. I don't really like the city. I didn't grow up in the city, and I kind of am more, now that I've moved away, I live more in the city. And goddamn, I don't like, like, the the heavy traffic, uh, all the people. It's, uh, 
Jesus Christ, I nearly scared the shit out of myself because I thought I saw a shadow. Also, I'm super jumpy. That's a thing about my personality. Like, I, I, not even my personality, it's just my sensibility. I get startled super easily. It's one of the reasons I hate horror movies. Jesus Christ. Uh, Alright, this is an anime podcast, isn't it? Fuck me. Got seven minutes in just talking about my personal shit. Uh, the show that I wanted to talk about for this episode, my God, uh, was Cowboy Bebop. Holy shit. This show. I remember watching this show for the first time as, uh, I think I was like 16 or 17. I didn't watch it on Toonami like most people who end up watching this show did. Uh... I never caught it on Toonami. Yeah, that was before my time. I'm young as fuck. I, I, I also got into anime kind of late, relatively, to a lot of people who I know make content surrounding anime or about anime. I think I got into anime whenever I was 16. Whenever a lot of people get into it, whenever they're like 10 or 12. Somewhere in that range, you know? Like, I'm done with regular cartoons, and I'm graduating to the big boy leagues, you know? I'm gonna watch SAO or Naruto or some shit. Uh, but not this guy. My parents were uber, uber religious, and it, it, it made it so that the media drip that we got was really specific. But it was also really weird, because my parents were super big on, like, uh, we don't want any sort of, like, anything magical or witchcraft-related exposed to our kids. So, you know, stuff like Harry Potter was completely out of the, uh, out of the question. We were never, ever, I still never seen Harry Potter to this day. You know, which, you know, it has to change. I have, my buddies are like, no, 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 we need to get you blasted. We need to get you blasted really high, <laughs> and we need to watch some some Harry Potter movies together. It'll be super fun. Uh, you know, I want to do that. That sounds like fun for sure. But uh, you know, I don't, I wouldn't want to watch them alone. That doesn't sound very fun to me. But anyway, side side track. Uh, for me, uh, we weren't allowed to watch a whole bunch of shit. But the stuff that we were allowed to lot watch was uh, kind of weird too. Like no Harry Potter, that was completely out of the question. But uh, Lord of the Rings, my mom loved Lord of the Rings. She read all the books before. Uh, she she was one of those moms that would read the books that she bought for me before I could. And she just fucking fell in love with them. She loved the movie. She loved the books. And I, as I grew up, she would read them to me. And I fell in love with them too. And I still love high fantasy shit to this day. I'm a huge Dungeons and Dragons nerd. I love all that shit. It's, uh, it's part of me, practically, I'd say. It's a big part of uh, the sort of media I enjoy. Highly emotional. Highly fantastic media it's a uh, it's a big part of what has sculpted my taste in storytelling 
It really has. So much to the point where I'm kind of, I'm basically like a fucking failing, I'm not going to say failed, but failing writer. Uh, every book I've ever tried to start was some sort of fantasy novel, and I've just never been able to uh, finish it and finish one myself. Uh, I'm not sure why. I just have like this weird sort of block where I can't come up with something that's like properly original, which is weird because so many fantasy novels are fucking completely unoriginal. Like, there's so many that are like a dime a dozen, and I'm not saying that they're poorly written. I'm saying that they, they're kind of, uh, they're bankrupt. There's a bankruptcy of ideas in a lot of that sort of fantasy. Anything that's just Tolkien-esque. Tolkien made a fantastic series of books, and now everyone wants to do that again. And so much of that fiction is samey. But so much of a lot of genre fiction is samey, if you had to be really honest. It's how people do original things with that stuff. And I probably, whenever I get around to watching like a famous uh, fantasy series, I'll probably get into more than nitty-gritty of what I think about that stuff. But uh, as I was saying, like, no anime. I didn't grow up watching anime until I was in my mid-teens. And funny thing is, is uh, I didn't... I didn't get into it because I was actu actively searching for it. What I was is I was a big fan of the YouTube channels. I was big in the YouTube. I fucking always have been. Probably always will be. <laughs> there was these channels called uh, Freddy W and Corridor Digital. I think Corridor is the only one of the two that is still around. But uh, they made a side channel together called Node, where they would play video games and other things together. And they played D&D &D together, which is actually what got me into D&D &D as well. And uh, they played this Attack on Titan fan game, which looked super fun. I don't know if... I'm sure if someone looked up, they could find those videos, and they're probably not hard to find. I fucking love those videos. But what sold me on it was, uh... Occasionally they'd show, like, a really short clip of the show. Usually, like, just a still or something. And I thought the show, Attack on Titan, was beautiful. I didn't even really understand what anime was. I did. I kind of... Like, I knew about Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh!, those were shows that, those were the shows that we weren't allowed to watch as kids, you know? Those were the, the, the scary cartoons, as my, me and my brother would call them. I know, it's fucking retarded looking back, but you know, like, your parents demonize shit to little kids that they don't like, to the point where we were afraid to watch them. I was like that even with that, with, with, uh, Avatar. Because Avatar looked enough like anime that we thought that it was also bad. So we didn't watch that. And I still haven't watched that. I'm currently watching Avatar The Last Airbender. Even then, I've only been watching it in like short increments because, I don't know. I like it. I do. I have a hard time watching things that I like sometimes. I can blast through a show that I hate in like two sittings. And I can be like, well, I'm glad that's over. But if it's a show that I like... Like, the show I'm watching for the sake of a future review right now is really good. But I uh, I can't just blast through it. 
I need to take my time with it. I can only watch like a couple episodes at a time and I need to take a break. Otherwise, I just sort of feel like emotionally put out. And I'm not saying that I really feel that strongly about Avatar. It's just a really well-made show and I don't want to just blast through it. You know? I may do an episode about it whenever this is all over. I know it's not anime and I know most people know that. Especially anyone who'd be watching this. Uh, but I feel like that would be worth talking about. It's not something I could put on the mal list, that's for sure. Uh, well, uh, I got into Attack on Titan because I, I wanted to check out the show after watching those Node videos. And, uh, you know, I didn't try real hard. I kind of looked around to see uh, what this anime thing was. Like, I didn't think that there were... I thought anime was pretty much just, like, <laughs> um, just these, like, Pokemon. I thought most anime was just shows made to sell trading cards and video games. That's what I thought it was. And if we had to be honest, it's, it is that way. If we had to be real... <laughs> I feel like that's the trend of modern anime in a lot of ways. How that seems to be the correct way in which it's going. That's how it's starting to become. Ah. <laughs> but uh, uh, I was I was just cracking into it. I was it was like uh, I was opening Pandora's box. That's what it was. That's uh that's the analogy I'll use. And eventually I found the show, Attack on Titan, on Netflix, as so many young aspiring fucking otaku do. I don't call myself an otaku anymore. I'm a fucking weeb. Everyone knows it. God damn it. Stop pretending you're not a weeb. People who unironically call themselves otaku are fucking weebs. Let's be fucking real right now. That's the truth. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think I watched all... Even though I found it so hard to read the fucking Netflix subtitles, which suck dick, by the way, on my cheap, like, second-generation iPad, which I probably still have somewhere. <laughs> I, uh... I blasted through that show, and I was fucking in love with anime after that. I fucking watched everything I could get a hold of on Netflix, or at least a lot of it. Anything that caught my eye. After a while, I was like, you know, at first I was like, you know, I'm only watching the manly shows, you know? <laughs> like, uh, I think, I can't remember what the second show I watched. It might have been SAO. That probably was my second show. And, like, it has, like, a, a big tough dude with a sword on the front of it. I, mean, I was thought, like, yeah, that's manly. Fucking watch that shit. And I did, and I fucking fell in love with that, too. Of course, I hit, like, the two most popular modern anime series ever right off the bat. With my sort of, like, anime watching sort of origins shortly after that I watched Death Note 
Then I watched a couple shows that were just on Netflix that, you know, this is before I really, like, knew what, sort of, how to figure out what I wanted to watch. At this point, I just thought that all anime is good. So I watched, <laughs> I watched some shows that really weren't all that good, but I thought they were good at the time because they were anime. Like, I watched the show Chaos Head. It's uh, made by this, I think it's based off of a light novel made by the same group who did the Steinsgate games. Because it has that same sort of like semicolon. They also did like a Cultic Nine, which got a show a couple years ago, which I remember people saying was really bad. <laughs> I feel like uh, Steinsgate is the outlier of that series <laughs> in regards to quality. <laughs> Which Steinsgate is a Steinsgate is a fucking amazing show, and I really, really need to watch it again. I remember giving it like a ten out of ten back in the day, and I and I thought for a while I thought I was gonna be like a serious anime reviewer. <laughs> now I'm. This is like my most recent attempt at trying to become like some sort of serious anime critic, but you know. I realize, like, there's little value in trying to become, like, a serious critic. Because if you try to be a serious critic, no one will want to fucking listen to you. What you want to be is you want to be a fucking transparent weeb. Talk about the shit that you like. Things that you like about shit. Things that you don't like about shit. And just be honest. Give your opinionated, sort of, gonzo-esque answers. Talk about your history with shit. And I feel like people will like it. People will listen to you. And people will give a shit about the stuff you have to talk about. And maybe that's happened, maybe it hasn't, who knows. But uh, I'm giving it my fucking best crack, you know? That's what I think. I'm staring at my fucking lava lamp right now. It's a fucking trip show, I tell you what. It actually helps me keep track of what the fuck I'm talking about, staring at this thing in my bedroom. I have, like, a burger sitting on my desk that's, like, half stale because I have I ate most of it and I realized I ordered one that was too big. The fuck am I even talking about right now? Anyways. Uh, my anime journey was a little bit atypical. I watched a bunch of, bunch of shows. Several, I think a few hundred shows at one point before I finally hit my wall where I was like, uh, I had to take a break from it. What happened is I started watching, I got old enough to the point where I wanted to watch other shit. Other shit other than anime. And whenever I did that, I, you know, I started watching shows like The Walking Dead and NCIS and stuff like CSI. I got into CSI hardcore for a while. To the point where I was watching that whenever I used to be watching something like anime and for a while I kind of like got it this sort of like conceited idea in my head that I'd outgrown anime or something I can't believe I'm saying this out loud I thought like huh, you know that was just a phase you know I know I spent all my money on like anime DVDs and shit and boo -de boo -de -doo -de boo You know, I, I that was just whenever I was a teenager. I'm 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 20 now. I don't need I don't watch such utter garbage television. And then uh I watched Cowboy Bebop. And fucking Cowboy Bebop really put a twist on that for me. It was a show like these adult western like serious shows were. 
but it was anime and it once again like opened up my idea to this more mature style of shows I watched a lot of high school shit, basically, in that period of time. I didn't understand that they made, basically, Cowboy Bebop, whether or not you consider it seinen, is up to you. But it kind of opened up Pandora's box once again for me to get involved with mature seinen anime, and that has quickly quickly become my favorite genre shows like black lagoon serial experiments lane psychopaths holy fuck uh mature anime made for adults is my shit it's like my favorite genre madoka magica holy fuck i couldn't believe i uh, whenever i watched madoka magica for the first time i could not believe that I hadn't seen that show sooner. It kind of made sense to me because I also had this like weird sort of macho thing with the shows I watched, where it was just mostly shonen, and I was just like, uh, like I was just want to watch shows with people with magic swords beating the fuck out of each other, and I didn't. I saw stills of like Madoka Magica, and I thought like this shit looks for like it's for girls, you know. It's fucking girly as fuck. I don't want anything to do with this. This is fucking gay. Are you gay or something? And, you know, I had to get past, like, these stupid fucking norms. Like, these gender norms. And realize that good shows are good shows. And because of that, I realized how many of these shows I was missing out on. Just because I... Just because I had to justify having a big old dick between my legs. I feel like that... That's probably, like... A bit. I shot myself in the foot hardcore with that because I couldn't get past the fact that all these great shows are out there. And you know what? I've been slipping. I haven't been able to watch as much anime as I've gotten older and busier. It's one of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast. I wanted to have a reason, something that I have to, that people expect, like some sort of result from me, something. Uh, to sort of like anchor me down and force me to sort of do the things I enjoy to have a proper amount of mental health. Because <laughs> that's it's really what anime does for me. It helps my mental health amazingly. Uh, just to see like this beautifully executed storytelling all the time. And it so seems, to, for me, it seems like so particularly catered to my interests. And sensibilities that I haven't been able to find anything that like really scratches that same itch. Even back whenever I was like, whenever I felt like I was too good for anime, I thought that uh, the what it was was I was just craving a kind of storytelling that the sort of shows I was watching didn't provide. But anime, just like any other medium, uh, has stories of all different types for all different people for all. Uh, that that's just how it is, you know. I'm not always eloquent. <laughs> Cowboy Bebop was that show that turned me around, and it's super duper relatable to me now, as like a twenty something year old who's just barely getting making ends meet usually. <laughs> like, like the first episode, I think one of the first lines in the whole show was like, Hey Spike, come down here. I got some uh, peppers and beef. 
he comes down, he gets a plate, and it's just peppers, and there's no beef. He's like, where the fuck is the beef? <laughs> He's like, well, maybe if you don't, if you stop fucking wrecking cop cars and shit and costing us all this money, we'll have beef next time. And the struggle to live halfway decently all the time is something I can really relate to now that I'm out of my folks house and I'm paying rent I'm paying for all this shit all the time it's uh it's real these characters uh I didn't really get the show all that much whenever I was 20 and watched it I watched it again recently for the sake of this podcast for as I do with almost all the shows that I watch even though I wasn't able to finish Princess Mononoke for next week's podcast. I am going to try to do this more consistently, like every week if I can. Sometimes it'll take longer. If it's just like a movie, I have to watch the movie and then make a podcast, that won't be that hard. Some shows, like I'm planning on watching Roni Kenshin, like relatively soon. That's like a 90 episode show. Yeah, it'll take a little bit, a little while for me to finish that. So what I have to do to sort of like layer in episodes between now and then, whenever I can finish that show and do a proper review of it, is I have to like watch shorter shit that I can layer in or just do episodes where I don't talk about a show and just talk about some random bullshit. Like I thought about watching or filming an episode just reading like bad like drug stories or something like bad trip stories i don't know that sounds like fun to me <laughs> uh I, I i found this website where they just like have a catalog of stories of people who've tried pretty much every kind of narcotic and they talk about what it's like the sort of shit that they saw uh it's uh, wildly entertaining to read some of that stuff. I can't remember what it was called. I'd have to find it again. But, uh, yeah, I'm planning on doing an episode of that soon. I actually started it <laughs> day before yesterday or sometime. And uh, I got a fucking phone call right in the middle. I'm doing this anchor thing from my iPhone to, like, through the speaker of my iPhone right now. Because I don't really have a setup. I just sort of have, like, this basic way I have of communicating between me to you and the listeners. And, you know, shit will change, maybe, if I make some money. (laughs) If I make some money and I learn how to fucking actually do this right. You know, maybe I'll actually get, like, a Yeti or something. I'll have, like, an actual little studio where I film this thing, and I have guests and stuff. You know, that'd be nice. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm into that idea. I'd love to make this a bigger thing. That would, uh, that would really make me happy. But I'm also not, like, banking on that being the case. You know, some people mistake dreams for, like, their only pathway. They think if they're not walking out their dream, that they're somehow fucking failing at life. And, like, like I always t- I always bring up, like, a particular example whenever people get to thinking that way. I-, I bring up Diamond Dallas Page. I don't know if you guys know wrestling or anything like that too much. 
I was fucking hardcore into wrestling whenever I was younger. It was one of the reasons why I liked shonen anime so much, because I thought that shonen anime and wrestling is pretty much the same fucking thing if you really break it down. It's like all these zany characters with different powers and shit, just beating the shit out of each other all the time. It's the exact same shit. That's the truth. There's like villains... And there's the good guys and the villains, and you have your favorites, and you have your least favorites, and, you know, they fight each other for fucking, like, some of these shows, like, uh, Hajime no Ippo, literally fighting each other for championships. It's no different at all. (sighs) But, you know, uh, Diamond Dallas Page, he was, like, in his 40s. By the time he started wrestling, he had been a uh, manager for different tag teams and things for a long, long time before then. He started wrestling in his 40s, and he went on to be like a two-time world champion in not that long a time. And he was really, really good. That that is uh, that is a factor. He was really good. But the fact is, is he was in his forties before he started walking out his dream. Who's to say that you are already a failure, just because you aren't yet, you aren't there yet? Hell, I'm not even sure if I have a dream. My dream is to do something that doesn't make me miserable. That's what my dream is. And this does not make me miserable. So in a way, I'm walking it out. By filming this shit, or recording, I mean, this shit right now. This is sort of walking out my dream. I don't even care if anyone listens to this. Goddamn. It makes me happy to know that I am making something for someone else to hear. And that's all that matters to me. This is just my stream of consciousness going, consciousness going straight, straight into a speaker out into the world and I believe this is supposed to be about Cowboy Bebop and I don't know how I got to this point but if you feel like you're not like walking out your dream you it's okay to not be there yet it's okay if you're not the best at the thing that you want to do yet there's always time to still get there so, like, don't beat yourself up so much. I mean, like, I'm still a nobody, so you might not care what I have to say. I mean, I know I wouldn't give myself that much of a, that much leeway or something, or that much thought. But if you gotta listen to someone, listen to, listen to the people who still went on to be successful, even though it wasn't likely. <laughs> You know? Not everyone's a fucking prodigy. People who expect to have, like, prodigy-like ability are just kidding themselves. They're just hurting themselves, man. People thought I was going to be some sort of genius whenever I was kidding. I've turned out to be, like, kind of a bum. So, like, even those kids, ask where they are now. You won't be able to find them. (laughs) Like those, those fucking GT kids from high school, not high school, but even, like, younger than that, I remember, like, my parent, my, uh, teacher wanted to put me in that GT program, and I, I got, like, most of the way through their test, 
at the school, I felt like I was doing fine, you know? But, like, at the time, they were teaching about dinosaurs. And whenever I was that age, dinosaurs were my shit. And they just happened to call me to do this GT test right whenever they were talking about the sort of shit, the sort of dinosaur shit that I loved. I was like, hey, how much more of this test do I have to do? I really want to get back and hear the dinosaur stuff. And they're like, ah, I guess this kid is an idiot. Let's just cut him loose. (laughs) So they let me go. And I fucking never got a chance to do the test again. Like, I didn't see the value in it at the time. Therefore, they just never gave me a chance again. (laughs) That's I still laugh about that shit to this day. Just because I was just so brutally autistic. (laughs) About dinosaurs. That I just, like... I I could have been like one of the super duper smart kids. I could have been in the special classes. But instead, I I I want to see I want to see the dinosaurs. <laughs> oh. I feel like this uh this particular episode is really uh, solidifying what kind of person I am for real. God damn. <laughs> but uh Cowboy Bebop. I keep on trying to talk about this fucking show. Uh, I really, really did like this show. I feel like maybe upon watching it again after a year, I watched it for the first time sometime last year or the year before. I can't really remember. I feel like it's a little bit weaker than I remember it being. I don't know, like, I remember blasting through it like a starship whenever I watched it for the first time. Just, I think I watched the whole show in a week. Back whenever I had the sort of free time where I could just blast through anime like that. Now, I just found it so fucking hard to watch. It took me like four weeks to watch the show, guys. I, uh... And not because I wasn't enjoying it either. Every episode I watched, there was I was just realized how much I didn't retain about the show whenever I watched it the first time. It basically felt like watching it for the first time again for me. I wish I could get that experience with some other shows I wanted to watch. Like, I'd love to watch Dexter again. You know? And I know that Dexter doesn't... It gets bad after a little while, but... Those first three seasons, at least, are really solid. And I wish I could, like, watch that show without knowing what's gonna happen later on again. It's just one of those shows I kind of miss kind of having in my life. Even... I I know it's just because I'm a psycho. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love watching shit about other psychos. I love watching, like, serial killer documentaries and listening to true co- true crime podcasts and stuff. I find that really interesting. I find, like, the worst people on planet Earth to be really interesting for some reason. I just can't take my, my eyes and ears off of them. <laughs> eh, you know? Ah, another tangent. Yeah. I just have the hardest fucking time staying on point today, don't I? Oh, well. I don't really care. 
you got I love the main cast but I also love them because they don't like each other I feel like the only two people who only kind of like each other which is weird because I think they actually do but they don't act like they do because they have to be tough and they're all these like, strong personalities that don't want to have empathy for one another they just want to be able to be independent and set apart from each other so much that they can't fucking even admit that they're all friends. You know? I feel like the one that sticks out the most in that regard is probably Faye. Like, Faye keeps on hanging around with them and in a lot of ways fucking relies on them, the rest of the team, super duper heavily. Yet, I doubt... That you, I think you'd have to push her to her very last straw before she'd admit that she actually cares about any of those people. And that ends up happening towards the end of the show, where he, she finally shows, like, I, I don't, like, she basically admits that she doesn't want Spike to go off and die. And this is a little bit of a spoiler. And, uh, the strong sort of emotional outburst is one of the reasons that I feel like the show is as strong as it is. The fact that there's these issues, that they have lots of issues with one another, and by the end of the show, a bunch of those fucking issues are not resolved. Because these characters feel more like people than I think that most shows are able to get away with. Simply because they're just kind of self-interested. That they all have pasts, and they don't really share that much about their past with one another because they have this sort of wild they all have these like wildly independent personalities and you know i honestly can relate with that there's lots of people in my personal life that are very much like that that don't talk about themselves that much because uh you know they want to be perceived a certain way i know i'm fucking like that sometimes I, I tell, like, really vague things about my past because I don't want people to see, see me as weak. I hate being seen as weak. And that's a personality flaw of mine. But, uh... And I know that... But people just want to be able to control the perception of themselves to others. And Cowboy Bebop gets across that idea really well. I feel like the only character who's at peace with who they are is probably Edward... Because Edward's just fucking insane. And I love her to death. I really do. She also does kind of remind me why I hate kids. Because <laughs> kids will just do crazy, loud, annoying shit all the time. And uh, to them, they're just having a good time. I mean, like, something that happens to you whenever you get old is you start to value quiet. As a kid, you're, you're, you're young, you know? You just you're you're learning so much. You're learning something new every day. You just want to explore life. Life is big and beautiful and boisterous and incredible. And you just want to like jump head first into the deep end of life. And as you're older, you're more like hanging out in the shallow end with a beer, praying that the water warms up a little bit because it's starting to get cold. You know that sort of situation. <laughs> Well, you know, you know, I'm not entirely disenchanted with my with life and my future. Like some people my age, I'm not some sort of fucking doomer that thinks that nothing is worth it. I'm not even close to being like that. 
but you know some just sometimes you sort of resent the young whenever you see them see their this vibracious beautiful sort of fascination with life that they got and that's very much exemplified i feel like through the character of edward and the show because she's crazy she pretty much talks nonsense the whole show rarely does she say anything legible like something that you can actually deem <laughs> makes any sense whatsoever i even th- sort of thought that she uh i thought this was sort of like a a translation thing back whenever i watched the show for the first time because i watched it dubbed I, both the first time I watched this show and this recently whenever I rewatched it. I honestly thought that the, what the show creators were intending was that uh, Edward couldn't speak Japanese or something. Where all the other characters spoke in Japanese and Ed didn't. So she, so she just sort of talks in these like random words. (laughs) that uh, don't convey much meaning to anyone other than her because she doesn't speak the language. But, you know, that's not really the case, apparently. I'm not sure if that's the case or not. (laughs) Uh, It just doesn't seem like that's the case anymore. Now that I've seen the show multiple times, I think she's just loony, you know? Her and the dog are just crazy friends. And God, I'm not going to talk about spoilers. I'm trying not to. Uh, I felt felt like I had to a second ago. I didn't give a spoiler. I didn't give a spoiler warning. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, oh. I love the episodic nature of Cowboy Bebop. Uh, it's one of those shows that does have a timeline of events. To where, like, each episode you can tell is, like, a natural progression of time. But at the same time, it's, uh, you can pretty much, I can see why the show did really, really well on Toonami and that platform. Because people who hadn't seen every single episode could sort of hop in into any one and enjoy it. Because the show's sort of self-contained. There's enough entertaining episodes in there that are stand-alone. That people don't have to know all that much about the world in order to get most of the context. (sighs) I'm reading here. Ah, maximum recording time for segments is 60 minutes. Keep an eye on the clock. Oh, so I should keep this under an hour probably. I feel like I can get sort of like a few more thoughts in without going over that time limit. Yeah, yeah. But the show's real strong. Of course, I thought it was a little weaker watching it episode to episode to episode the way I did. I feel like it's probably one of those shows that's not really intended to be watched that way, maybe. It's almost more like a cop show. Where, like, you don't need to watch it serialized to the point where you, like, watch each episode back to back to back to back in a row. You don't marathon this show. This is a show that you, like, watch a single episode of, and then you watch other shit all week. And then next week you watch the next episode. And that's really the better way to enjoy a show like this. Some shows are just like that. I'm watching, uh... 
Mushishi right now for a future episode. And that's the way that show kind of is, too. But for reasons of wanting to do this, for do an episode of it before too long, you know, I, I kind of have to watch it fast. I have to watch it, like, several episodes at a time. And honestly, the, given the subject matter of that show most of the time, it's exhausting to watch Mushishi, like, four or five episodes of Mushishi back and ba- back to back to back. It's, uh, it's hard as hell, honestly. It's a great show, but I won't get too much into it in this episode. Um, all things considered, I'm really, really happy that I watched Cowboy Bebop again. Uh, the music is incredible. So much of the action is just bombastic and unique and dynamic. I could go on and on and on about that for, like, another ten minutes, I bet. But, uh, it's made by Studio Sunrise, which are famous for their work with the Gundam series, and you can see that with all of, like, the intricate ships and technology that show up in Cowboy Bebop. You can tell that these people love their machines, and they love to make these complex, sort of, like, inorganic beasts and give them life through animation. It's more, much more subdued in Cowboy Bebop than something like a Gundam would be. But just like looking at, uh, well, for instance, like Faye, Jet, and Spike, all three have their own ships. And each one of them has their own like unique sort of like... Uh, not like special move. I'm not talking about it like they're superheroes or something. But each one of them has their like unique quirks and technological sort of sort of clicks and other things. Each one of them is very very unique and can do the, all these special unique things through animation. And it just. Uh, the technical side of the animation really took my breath away, especially the episode whenever they go up in the uh, space shuttle. Small, that's like a small spoiler, but that's one of my favorite episodes of the show. Uh, If I had to give this uh, show a score, um... If I had to be honest, it, not every episode is great. Some of the episodes are kind of dull. Some of the episodes try a little bit too hard to hit a certain kind of, uh, I don't know, some, a certain kind of tone. This is a cyberpunk show, so sometimes it tries a little bit too hard to be serious. That just sort of comes with the territory of cyberpunk shows sometimes. I say cyberpunk. I'm probably completely fucking wrong. It's sci-fi, but uh, for me, it gives off like a serious sort of Blade Runner kind of vibe, if I had to be real. It's like Blade Runner with jazz and space. That's what it is to me. (laughs) Uh, It's great. If I had to give it a score, I'd probably give it an 8 out of 10. It loses a couple points from being perfect just because I feel like the show's a little bit too long. 
and it has more it has like two or three kind of weak episodes in there even the weak episodes are better than most of the shows i've seen if i had to be honest but you know they're still weak episodes and i can't just i can't make every show i watch on here perfect i realize that uh my biggest problem with the first two shows i reviewed for this podcast is that First of all, I didn't talk long enough about it because I was nervous about being on recording. I feel like I've finally fucking gotten past that. But uh, I also didn't really have like solidified ideas of what I wanted to say about those shows. You know? But I'm trying to like properly give these shows the thought that they deserve before I record now. No, it's a natural evolution. The natural progression of being a badass podcaster. So I'd say Cowboy Bebop deserves an 8 out of 10. Because, goddamn, it's a good show. I just want to give it... I just want to... Give it a clap. Give it a... Round of applause. Because, my god... It turned me around on anime. I thought I was going in the wrong direction. Turns out, I just didn't know where to look to step on forward. I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you want to share this episode with your friends, please do. Seriously, I, I, wanna, I want people to listen to this show. I'm actually going to give this a proper, the proper devotion that I feel like it deserves. Uh... And I'm still figuring out ways to properly monetize this. That opening, by the way, was done by, uh... Awesome... Fuck me. I gotta pl- I will plug his actual name at the beginning <laughs> of my next episode. I promise. I feel like an asshole for forgetting to write it down on my board here. Fuck me. But, yeah. That opening was incredible. I'm in love with it. I'm not going to lie. It's a major contributor to why I wanted to do a proper podcast for this episode. So, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening. You have a wonderful night. All right. Bye-bye.